back to the Reframe podcast by Framework Church. This is episode number three. Yes. Yeah. We're here. Three already. Look at that. Already. Crazy. Uh, Today, I am personally stoked for the episode that we have for you. We are going to be talking about uh, something that is super new and the public's eye and media, but is also... uh, has sprung a lot of controversy, I think is a safe word to say. Yep. Within the church. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Kanye, Kanye West, West and his newest album, Jesus is King. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Kanye West is a, an American rapper. Uh, he's a fashion designer. He's got quite the, uh, quite the rap sheet when it comes to a resume. Was that a pun? Yeah, nice. it was. <laughs> And a few years ago, he actually made a statement that he was God. And so in light of all of this happening, this new album that he released called Jesus is King, uh, and his conversion and his coming to Jesus, uh, there has been, I, I wouldn't say it's unjustified skepticism. Upon researching this, I think people are maybe a little too cynical. Skepticism? Fair. There's been a lot of criticism. There has been a lot. Like a lot. A lot. And I, uh, so I can't say that I'm innocent in this because I'm a skeptic by nature. So when I first first heard of this, I was like, really? Like Kanye? Like, Are we talking about the same guy that ran up on stage and, and stole a mic from Taylor Swift a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Like, anyways, um, but speaking of Kanye and Jesus is King, uh, what do you think of Kanye's conversion, Victoria? Well, when I first heard that the record was coming out and it was going to be Christian, I was skeptical. I think that's probably the best, most accurate word for it. And there was a lot of controversy just in general with the timeline of it coming out. It didn't release when he said it was going to. Not that that has anything to do with like the content, but now that it is released and I've listened through it, like there's no denying it's overtly a Christian record. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like we can dive into some of that later, but like he quotes scripture, not that scripture makes something Christian, but the first time I listened through it, actually, I genuinely started to weep. Like I was so moved by the testimony and the personal nature with which he just kind of was like writing his songs. And I've watched a lot of interviews since. I don't know if you've seen probably some. Yeah. There's a lot going around. Yeah, I may or may not have geeked out on this way too hard. You have like a whole playlist on your YouTube. Uh, yeah, my watch history is mostly Kanye. I right believe now. you. Yeah. But like there is a noticeable night and day difference in his countenance. Uh, right? Like he Agreed. looks different. Yep. I'm here for it. Right. I was I was actually watching him on Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. uh, live and Yeah. But, like, when Kanye came out, I, I didn't even see this, like, there wasn't even, it, it seemed as if there was a humble spirit. Yeah. Right? Like, normally Kanye walks into a room and, like, you know it's Kanye. Right. Kanye's there. Like, any any interview you see, Kanye's, like, like he's the guy. Right. right? Like it's he, all about Kanye. Yeah. Right. And he, and he totally acts as if, I am the man. But he walked out on stage and, and it, there was, like, this humble spirit, this gratitude. You know what he's marked by? Like joy, the dude yeah. has joy all right. over him. It's wild. Yeah. It's it's very surprising. I still don't really know what to do with it. If I'm being honest, like it kind of shook me, rocked my worldview a bit. I'm not mad about it. 
No, me neither. I'm listening to it in the shower now. So. Right. So it's, like it's my go-to. I I feel like that actually is a really good kind of. I've seen a few articles going around on Facebook with the whole Sunday services bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I think transformation and what Jesus does is evidenced by our fruit, right? Right. And so do you want to talk a little bit about that, the Sunday service? Yeah. Yeah, so the Sunday service is essentially like Kanye. I, I don't know if it's – I'm pretty sure he's hired them. Uh, so some of this is uh, my lack of information and knowledge, but from – what I've read and, and best what I can uh, understand is there's this massive choir that leads a Sunday service, and it's very much like, you know, gospel and soul type deal if you're looking for what the service would look like. Uh, but the craziest thing that has actually surprised me with it is that, like, when it comes time for preaching of the gospel, mm. it's not Kanye. Like, mm-hmm. I watched one. Uh, Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, and Kanye was on stage like twice. So he's not the one who's physically like delivering no. the messages. No, and then yeah. the crazy thing is, is actually one of the pastors that uh, I follow. His name's Michael Todd. He's a he's a the pastor of Transformation Church out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was he was there and spoke, and it like blew my mind because I was like. Thinking of this conversion, thinking like even watching some interviews with Kanye and seeing how passionate he is and really shameless that he is about his conversion and his his love for the Lord, he's not the one preaching. Like he's not the one sharing the gospel. It's it's that's is it's as if he's using his resources and his opportunity for a service hmm. to spread the gospel, but not for his own. His own glory. At least that's the impression that I'm getting. Yeah, I right? Okay, so let's talk kingdom principles, like stewardship. I feel like this guy is stewarding his platform yeah. ridiculously well, so God will get his glory. Right. And he is. Well, and, and he said, in, and so in the Jimmy Kimmel interview that I watched, uh, he actually talked about his, his finances and his resources and how he's using that to actually fuel ministry. That's amazing. It's like almost verbatim, like I want to resource ministry came out of his mouth. And and he was like, he was so giddy. Like I love it. I it's know. It's kind of convicting. So Kanye's conversion, real? Question mark? Yes. Yes? <laughs> yes? I, I, I think so. I can't, I can't argue with it. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, like the old cliche saying that I can remember hearing at Bible camp was, it's not our place to judge. Right. Like only God can judge the heart of a sinner. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like what you reference, you know, you know a tree, you know a disciple based on its fruit. Right. To me, I see evidence of the spirit. Oh my goodness. Without a doubt. And that's the thing. In Philippians chapter one, Paul writes, uh, he's, he's talking about, people getting up in arms about the gospel being preached um, like out of a selfish position. Right. But then he's like, some of you preach it from pure motives, but he's, he says either way, I don't really care because Christ is getting preached and God is getting his glory. And I feel like that's kind of, okay. I believe that Kanye West knows Jesus and has been transformed by Jesus. Right. The gospel message of Christ is getting out. So I think that we as Christians need to celebrate that. Yeah. Need to rejoice in that. Praise God. 
He does say in his first letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 27, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Mm. God chose the weak, thi- weak things of the world to shame the strong. David. It's crazy. Beating Goliath. This has been a pattern throughout right. scripture. Uh, so the album. Yep. Uh, it's really good. I mean, we've already said that a couple times, but I was shook. To use modern slang. Shook it. I was shook. I got woke from it, okay? <laughs> I was woke. woke. What's your favorite song from uh, Jesus is King? Uh, I would have to say God Is. Oh. Track eight. Yeah. That's my uh, my current one right now. And that's the one that like drew me to tears the first time I heard it. I was like, who is this? Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in this face that I run. It's crazy. He's celebrating the faithfulness of God. He celebrates the miracles of God. He says, I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. I'll tell to the whole world that it's him. He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Like, this is more Christian than some of the Christian music on the radio today. Right. And that's like part of my frustration with some of Christian radio is like, if you can't tell it's Christian. Is it really Christian? Right. Yeah. And this is like overtly. Right. Like you couldn't, you couldn't use this album as a love song for your girlfriend. Right. Like I can't, I can't stand out the window with a boom box. Right. And play Jesus is King. Right. And have a girl fall in love with me. And that's not to say that there's not a place for, like, the um, strategic songwriting. Like, Lauren Daigle's album, her last one, is a really prime example. She is, without a doubt, a follower of Jesus, professes Christ, has worship albums, and her yeah. songs are all... I hear it in the grocery store. Yeah, that's the thing. Like she's You say? I hear that in the grocery store She's all the getting time. on into, like, the secular charts and yeah. stuff, and that she is... She was inc- on Ellen. It's incredible. And I think that, like... That's the beauty of the kingdom. Like, God doesn't create us all the same. He doesn't assign us all in the same kind of lane or the same ministry. Yeah. I think that the Lord can use Lauren's music to reach people. He is. Yep. But it, she's, like, bridging the gap. She is, Right? Yeah. Between the sacred and the secular, I mean, which it's, is beautiful. It's, it's kind of like Paul in Athens, right? Exactly. Like, Paul. With the Greeks. Yeah. Paul yeah. went to a foreign land and bridged the gap between culture and faith. And did wonders. Well, he met them where they were at. Yeah. He was familiar, man. He was familiar, like, with their philosophies and stuff. And then he was like, oh, by the way, this unnamed God, I know him. Let me tell you about him. So, like, wrapping around, it's God is. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, I think uh, it's hard. Like, I think the funniest song is Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it gets it's just stuck in my head. But probably my favorite song is Follow God or Water. Mm. I really, really like those two tracks. What do you like about them? I don't even know. I think it's the fact that there's so much good content that it's like I'm really resonating with the character of Jesus mm. in these two two songs. Cool. 
He covers a full spectrum. Yeah. Like, this makes me want to praise the Lord. It challenges me. Yeah. It makes me want to pray for Kanye. Like, he actually asked about that. I think it's in the hands-on. Just say I'm changed, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. Yes, I understand you really do see it. But I have a request, just say don't throw me out. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Oh, my son, no doubt. Hold it down. I'll fall down. Somebody pray for me. It's interesting. Like, I think I'm still processing some of this in real time. Right. You know, like I'm I'm still blown away at what God has done. Right. And what he's doing. Like, it's, it was it was literally the number one trending thing on Twitter and YouTube. He broke the internet a little bit. It's like the Laurel or Yanny thing all over again. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know what that is, there was a audio track put out a couple years ago where the question was asked, is this voice saying Laurel? Or Yanny. And depending on how you heard it, I guess you could hear either Laurel or Yanny. Laurel. 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 What do you hear? I hear Laurel. I hear Yanny. Are you just being No, I'm dead serious. I'm I'm not That's hilarious. I think it's because I know like three Laurels. So my ear is just used to that. Yeah. And I don't know any Yannies. Neither so. do I, but it doesn't even sound like words to me. It's just yeah, Annie. So like coming back to to his conversion, mm-hmm. love the album. It's a pretty dramatic contrast that has sparked some early adapters of of people hopping right on board mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh my gosh, look what the look what Jesus has done! Look at the power of Jesus!" And there's still some skeptics, and I mean, read anything on on change and uh culture shifting and and that kind of stuff you you see like people you've got people who jump on the the newest bandwagon instantly and uh then they hop off to the next newest one and you got mid adopters and late adopters yep. uh, um I would probably consider myself a mid adopter uh although you know I was on board 2 days after hearing of it so maybe I'm an early adopter just not as early as everybody else right but uh like the contrast in like what Kanye used to produce and what he's producing now. Pretty easy question for you to answer, or at least I hope so. Um, is there anyone in the Bible that comes to mind when you think of this? Like such a quick conversion? Like Maybe not quick, day? but a night dramatically night and day transformation. Why, yes, Parker. The first one that comes to my mind, of course, would be uh, the Apostle Paul. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. as if I was setting you up for that. That was crazy and very kind of you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, like this was a, a guy who was going around, uh, I mean, killing Christians, persecuting Christians, inciting yeah. fear right. in Christians. Um, and I mean, the Lord had other plans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Met him on the Damascus Road. Boom! Encounters like the blinded him. Jesus, yeah, through blinded light, threw him in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like the Lord spoke to other believers and were like, "Hey, disciple this guy." Ananias yeah. was the first one to meet Saul after his his uh, conversion. Mm-hmm. 
and was terrified. Right. And rightly so. Absolutely. The Knowing f- that this guy could actually kill you. Right. And and the Lord spoke to Ananias in a vision. So it's not like it was face to face, like, you need to do this. It was Ooh, come on. A- almost as if it was a thought put in his head right. from a dream. Thankfully, Ananias was faithful. Had faith. That's and right. And brought him in and hosted him. And then, mm-hmm. like, the next chapter, like, I think it's Acts 9 that the conversion of Saul is recorded. And then uh, mm-hmm. in Acts 10, we see Peter and, and how he is supposed to meet Saul, who became Paul. Uh, and there's this almost like Peter's vision of going back and forth of uh, the imagery of clean food and, yeah. and unclean food uh, as a, like, within the uh, Jewish culture. German. Jewish culture. I just... <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but uh, the like I can like it's one of my favorite favorite passages of scripture because uh, Acts ten ten says rise kill and eat, mm-hmm. uh, and if you I mean I I mean I love to hunt so the fact yeah, I take that scripture out of context and it says here you go this is why we hunt yep um, there you go but if you read on further uh, the Lord says to Peter after he rebuttals I will not eat unclean food the Lord says everything. I have made wow. is clean, explaining to Peter, while sin and brokenness in our world does taint my creation, through Jesus, I restore. Glory. And so you have no right to not welcome those who I have made clean. That'll preach. On, oh, like inside of goosies. the Kanye story and goosies. outside of the Kanye story. Right, like Jesus is king. Right. Right. And the thing is, this isn't just a generational thing. Like, I'm 30, you're... 23. 23, and we're on the Kanye train. Choo-choo! This is a gospel thing to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so because I belong to Jesus, I want to celebrate what he's doing. Right. So it's not just a, well, Victoria, you're 30, you're young, you like Kanye. Or Parker, you like Kanye because you're young. First of all, I hate rap, so... I've never, liked, I've never liked Kanye. So, like... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the thing. I haven't listened to Kanye since, like... I don't think I've ever listened to Kanye. High school, pre-really yeah. loving Jesus. Right. Well, I think it says a lot when you look at... Like, I do believe that Kanye's conversion and this transformation that has ha- he's had in his life is real and it's authentic. And I do believe it's the work of, of Jesus active and mm-hmm. present in our world. Mm. Um, but I don't think this is the first time it's happened. I think maybe some of the reason the skepticism and the criticism and the disbelief that is being presented is because of the platform, the the massive yep. stage as to which Kanye, like he's famous, right? right? Like he's a celebrity. He can't go really anywhere without having the public's eye on him, whether he wants it to or not. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I could share three or four stories of some very close personal friends who have had ver- like the same type of night and day transformation in Jesus, mm-hmm. and nobody doubts it on a micro level yeah. within even a congregation of like five, six hundred, yet we see something like, Kanye West, of of all people, Kanye West, night and day transformation, and all of a sudden it's either yes, I'm I'm for this, or no, it's Kanye. There's no way right he could be saved, 
like here's the dumbest excuse I've heard, and that's a pretty strong statement. Yeah. But like some people have speculated that this is all just a marketing scam to boot. Like the guy's a billionaire. I don't think he needs more money unless he's just that greedy. Right. Right. And so part of me is like, yes, the public's eye. Yes, he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. But we see this kind of transformation here in our own communities. And we don't disbelieve. And so can you speak into like the disbelief or the skepticism? And I know that we've kind of batted that around a bit, but like, why do you think people disbelieve? I I was just kind of pondering through that when you were talking, because we saw same thing happened. Justin Bieber also believe he had a conversion experience with Jesus and people are so quick to harp right on him. We are so quick to judge. Yeah. Um, but we're quick to give grace at a smaller level. So what do you, what do you unpack that statement? Yeah, That's so, a really good statement, but what do you mean? We're, we're quick to give grace at a small level, like so a small like amount, were, a small amount of grace or, mm, well, or grace perhaps. in secret. I say this like in quotes, when the stakes aren't high, we'll give grace. So you were talking yeah. like with your friends or if someone, I don't know, like a, say a drug addict walks through the doors of framework and responds to an altar call and accepts Jesus and finds deliverance. Like we would go like, nuts. Right. And we celebrate yeah, that and praise God. Like absolutely. I'd love to see that happen. There should be room for that. And sometimes I think we don't celebrate. Interesting. And sometimes we only celebrate in the moment. <sighs> right. Like, and, I, and in some ways I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Like I'll see people come to faith like this, this past summer at the summer camp that uh, I'm heavily involved in, mm-hmm. uh, Riverside Wesleyan Camp. Anybody who's in Rooster County and you have a teenager, you should send them to this camp. Check Shameless plug. Uh, you can check it out at RiversideWesleyanCampground.com. Mm-hmm. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but there was, there was just absolutely amazing work of Jesus that happened this summer. Like We baptized 14 kids from our own youth group. In like a week's time. In right? in a week's time, yeah. it, I've never seen anything like it, and and I don't really believe I had anything to do with it. Like I would say, it's totally the hand of the Holy Spirit working mm-hmm. in the lives of students, and we celebrated that a week later. Right. I it is as in my own spirit, it's as if it never happened. But like I remember, like I remember it happening, mm-hmm. but it still didn't bring praise and rejoicing. I don't think we remember well. Yeah, I would agree. Right? Like, culture is just moving so quickly and so fast that we're like, okay, that happened great. On to the next problem. I think we are living in an age of pessimism. Uh, pessimism? And, and I would even say apathy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, like we just don't care. And I think, and I think that's, a, that's the other side of it. It's pe- some people are for it. Like, speaking of Kanye and, uh-huh. and the, the revival of the church, and, and I am... 100% for that. I'm longing for it. Uh, but, and some people are on the other spectrum where they just don't believe and they don't think anything good's going to come from this. Mm-hmm. But I think the largest mm-hmm. crowd is people that just don't care. What was the, the passage in scripture? Like nothing good can come from Nazareth. Nazareth. Right? Jesus' own people. So we're like... Even his brothers. Right. Am I... Yeah, no. Jesus' brother were brothers born of mary mm-hmm. were in that that crowd when when that comment was made so what if like today the church in the west is i feel like we're just that crowd we're like surely nothing good can come from hollywood or nothing good can come from 
Kanye. Kanye, right? Right. So the grace, going back to the grace thing, I don't know if it's just the nature of the day or if we haven't fully experienced transformation ourselves. ourselves. Let's just call it wow. what it is. Right? David writes, um, I believe in Psalm 51, like, it's a prayer of repentance, but restore unto me the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. And so what uh, if we just... Psalm 51 is is something I pray so frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lord forbid it ever comes too common. Like, what if that was actually a prayer? I want the joy of my salvation like I see in Kanye. So m- my, like, imploration then, because I've been doing it since I listened to... Uh, the track I mentioned earlier where Kanye like genuinely asks the church to pray for him, <laughs> the Christians to pray for him. My response to that is to prayer. I want to cover him. I should yeah. be covering him instead of spending my time being like, well, he probably isn't actually a Christian. Here's another blunt thought. The, the, the only people that I know of in scripture that Jesus called out about not believing mm-hmm. or Paul calling out for not believing or false teaching were religious teachers in that day. Right. Like Jesus frequently called out the Pharisees for not believing in him. The church folk. Yeah. Like John 6. Like this entire crowd seeks Jesus after he fed them. 5,000 men. So pro- like way more if you were to count women and children. Uh, he feeds them, like, physically bread and fish. They have their fill. The next day, they go seeking for them, and his first words to them are, you're not seeking me for the signs and wonders and miracles that I do. Mm. You're seeking me because I fed you. And later on in that chapter, he, he goes on to say, if you were to really seek me, I will give you food of eternal life. And he declares that he is the bread of life. Mm. Those who come to me will never hunger. And then he references what he says to a Samaritan woman, which culturally would have been a social outcast from the Jews, that he is living water. And if you come to him, you'll never thirst. And so in John 6, he he calls himself the bread of life. Mm -hmm. You come to me, you will never hunger. Mm -hmm. And then in that last bit of that sentence, he says, and you will never thirst. I.e., Jesus is saying, I am the one who satisfies right. your spiritual hunger, thirst, craving. Like, I satisfy. Mm. I transform. I fill. I sustain. And we're living in an age of, like, dissatisfaction. Yeah, our culture is, really, it's so dissatisfying. Right. And I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Right? I'm Unfortunately. Not, this is not just, like, a condemning... Oh, everything right, like, sucks. I, I spent two hours researching the iPhone 11. Are you going to get one? No. <laughs> just kidding. Because I realized my 8 Plus is just fine. It's very adequate. Yeah. And I don't need a third camera. I've already got three. I don't need four cameras on the phone. I've already got three. Right. So what would it look like then if instead of uh, being skeptical and dissatisfied, like what if we were actually pressing in and rejoicing in the satisfaction that Jesus brings. Because, I mean, again, guys and gals, listen to this album. 
track one to the end. It's only 27 minutes long. Not even half an hour. Yeah. It would seem like Kanye is quite satisfied and not in his material possessions, not mm-hmm. in his wealth, mm-hmm. but literally in Jesus and what Jesus not only has done for him, but simply in who who Jesus is. Yeah. So, so, so we've talked a lot about how culture and the church world is kind of taking this, but uh, I think this would be a good note to end on. Like, what posture would you like to encourage people to take when it comes to people like Kanye West and his conversion and his Sunday service and his new album, Jesus is King? Like, we talked about being cynical and judgmental. Mm-hmm. We talked about sharing grace. So, I feel like I know what your answer is going to be, but mm-hmm. what kind of posture should us as followers of Jesus take in this? Yeah, I think the natural response is to praise God. Yeah. Genuinely, not just say it, but spend time in prayer, thanking God. He is the one who renews, he restores, he recreates, he revives. And so I'm really thankful to Jesus for what he's doing in the life of Kanye. Yeah. So so initially that like it makes me want to worship Jesus. And then like secondly I've said it and I've harped on it but honestly what if we uh what if we prayed for Kanye? Like what if we made intercession on behalf of Kanye and his family and for the like the rest of Hollywood? Cuz I think the enemy's had his hand in the media for a really long time yeah. and in, in the yeah. arts. Mhm. And I mean, maybe we we should be like the father that comes to Jesus on behalf of his daughter Mm. and says, Lord, I do believe, Mm. I do believe you're able to save people like Kanye West Mm -hmm. and Justin Bieber. Right. Uh, I do believe, help my unbelief. So good. And that's, like, I, I, Jesus is king and I I really believe that. I believe he's sovereign, that Mm. he's over all. And I think you're right. I think. We do need to praise the Lord for what he's doing. Yeah. And I don't think he's abandoned us as, as a nation and uh, in the Western culture. I think he's still moving. Actually, I, I would tend to believe that culture and, and the way the West and, and the United States is at culturally and socially, mm. the dysfunction, the dissatisfaction, the, the shifting is as if our culture is fractured. And I see so much hope for the gospel and I'm longing for a day where the Lord sparks revival. Mm. Uh, I'm praying for it pretty actively here for Aroostook County. Like what if the day is upon us? Right. And that's one thing that I, I, I question pretty often and going before the Lord saying you are able, you are King. Yeah. So show me your hand Lord. Where, where are you leading us? Because that's the thing. He is moving and he is working, right? Mm-hmm. And if we, oh man, just to get our eyes up and to look for him and look for ways right. where we can partner with him yeah. and be obedient. And I think, I think if that's our posture mm-hmm. of, Lord, where are you working? Where is your kingdom coming? All of this criticism and, and quick to being judgmental, mm-hmm. I think, takes a back seat. Absolutely. Uh, and grace becomes our posture. Yeah. Jesus says to a Pharisee in Luke 7, those who have been forgiven much, forgive also. Like the more you've been forgiven, 
the more you will love. Mm-hmm. And, and extend forgiveness. Right. And I think realizing we've all been so greatly forgiven mm. in the eyes of Jesus to the same degree, we should abound in love. It's given me a lot to chew on today, like this yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's really good. Would it be uh, appropriate to like close in prayer for Not at all. Kanye? Not at all. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's pray for Kanye. Jesus, you uh, have been so good. Um, I just, I love how you are very present and you are working. And uh, Lord, a lot of times it's it's hard to see where your hand is moving. And uh, But I'm thankful that you are consistent and you provide and, and show us exactly what your will is mm. in the right time that you see fit. And so, Lord, uh, for all that is happening in our world and in our culture here in America, uh, Father, I just pray that you would continue to be ever so present, uh, Lord, specifically on the controversy of uh, what's happening with Kanye West and, and around uh, that whole uh, situation and uh, media attention. Lord, I do just want to pray for Kanye. I do believe that you have reconciled him and brought him into your kingdom, into your house, and have marked him as your child. And so, Lord, I want to praise you for that today. Jesus, you are king, and I love how your house is open for anybody willing to walk in by faith and receive your grace. And so, Jesus, I pray that uh, through Kanye West and his resources and, and things, that you would continue to give him a humble spirit, uh, a spirit that is reflective of your son, um, that thousands and thousands of more people would come to know you because of this. So, Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name, spark revival from this. Uh, heal this land. Heal your people. Bring us together. And, and, Lord, my heart's desire is that just so many people would be drawn to your love and your grace and your hope through the message of your gospel, your good news. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's all we have for this week, yeah? Yeah. Cool. So we'd love to have you join us if you are in uh, Aroostook County at all. Western New Brunswick. Western New Brunswick. Saturdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. at Framework Church. See you next time on the Reframed Podcast brought to you by Framework Church.